Welcome to the Inner Dominatrix Podcast, the show that gets you stepping into being the badass in business you were born to be. And today I have another willing victim, oops, I mean volunteer, Lee Burton has agreed to come on the show and be kind of the guinea pig for you to experience what it's like to get some coaching, get some facilitation. And she's being so generous in that she's willing to be vulnerable with what's actually going on so that you can see that brilliant, powerful women in business also still have stuff to work through. So no matter where you are in business, there's still things that we can address and get you rocking and rolling even more. So Lee, I so appreciate your time and coming on the show. I'm actually looking forward to it. And I love you complimenting me the way you did. That's wonderful. What a great day. <laughs> Yay. Wonderful. So just a highlight of um, what it is that you do. So what is your kind of specialty? Where are you in your business? I specialize in, and coaching is a strong word nowadays, but I coach people on how to live ego-free. The idea is that we, it's, it's like a play on words because you can't really be free of ego, but you can be free of the control that the inner critic has on you. And knowing where that comes from, knowing what gives the background in your, your life and the conditioning that causes us to make the unconscious decisions that we make today. Nice. That is so critical for people and it's so valuable. I mean, I think most people discount how important it is to get free of the effects of their ego. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. For me, the idea is that, you know, if we knew, if we really as a society understood why we do the things we do, the say, say the things we say, think the things we think. You never know. We could actually solve the issue of world peace. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of things would be possible. Okay, so let's come around to your business. So um, we've, of course, had a bit of a discussion off air, and we've identified a few areas for us to possibly dive into. So I think the first one that I would like to just poke in at is this piece where you've identified how much you've spent with coaches that didn't really get you the results that you wanted. So are you willing to share what that is? Absolutely. In combination of different types of coaches, um, businesses that are more or less coaching you to uh, market, um, different, just different things that I've done throughout business. I've spent about a hundred thousand dollars and the results I believe are not conducive to a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Not even, not even close really. Well, if you haven't had the return on investment of more than a hundred thousand dollars, then no, the results are not there. No, and it's, you know, I know that I, I teach living ego-free, but I still have, I'm still human. And I have the difficulty now of, of facing the idea that I've put so much time and so much money into my business. And while my message is valuable, I believe, and I'm very passionate about it, that I know. I just can't, well, I'm just starting to get past the idea again that, you know, did I make a mistake? Should I go out and get a job like anybody else, you know? And um, I'm not going to do that. I've gotten past that point. But it makes it very, very edgy and very difficult to move forward into the next step, particularly when interacting with other people on, on joint ventures and business related, of course. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I love this because it, it just highlights a, you know, we all have very expensive mistakes that we've made along the way. And, and we, you know, we do question ourselves. There's a point of like, should I get a job? Should I, you know, I, I've gone through that many, many times in my career. And then I think about how I, how long I would last in a job and think, no, I'm a really bad employee. So I come back around to, you know, okay, let's, how do, now how do we make this work? And, and so one of the things that you were telling me about was this idea that it's, it's hard for you to actually let people in now because you've been burned so many times. In that arena, yes. I mean, my, uh, recently, or, or maybe not even all that recently, I went through a business coach, an uh, umbrella style business coach. And, you know, you don't know what you don't know, mm-hmm. right? And they say, have a business plan, this, that, whatever. But in, it would have made a big difference if this particular business coach had said, let's put together a business plan. She did not do that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's just the tip of the iceberg of the issues that came up. And, you know, does that mean I go to another coach and I feel comfortable with that uh, person? But at some point you, you want to take a look at what made me get involved with that person. Well, and there's there's that piece, but I think for for me right now, what I'd like to do is just kind of clear off some of the um, basically small T trauma. Like there's there's the financial piece where it's like that sting, and then the I'm not willing to trust people. So I was thinking if we clear some of that off, then you might naturally find that awareness of you know what led to that. That's that's not the route that I generally go. It's usually that awareness comes in being willing to move forward. Then we find what it was in the past. Looking at the past doesn't always move us forward. So how I work with this, if you haven't come across one of my webinars before, is um, is just a very simple process of taking a nice deep breath. And in taking the breath, we just work to, you know, imagine clearing the entire system of the energy. Now that's the actual process. So instead of like, you know, EFT does all the tapping points, right, to clear it. And then there's, you know, TFT or whatever. There's all kinds of other ones that we'll use touching the points. But I find that ultimately energy moves because of intention. So in taking the breath and having the intention to clear it, you can, you can move it through. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you say a statement, just like what we do with EFT, have you say a statement to kind of bring up the charge and get you moving to clear what it is that gets in the way of you having that. And then you take the deep breath and you move it out. Fairly clear? Fairly clear. Okay. Awesome. I know. So super simple. So what I want you to say is I'm willing to release the financial trauma. I'm willing to release the financial trauma. And then I'm going to get a nice deep breath and just on the exhale, you can just cleanse that out of your system. (sighs) And then say the statement again. We'll just check and see whether it's gone. I'm willing to release the financial trauma. So another nice deep breath. There's just a little bit of residue in there that I can feel. I'm willing to release the financial trauma. That's much better. Now where I want to go with this is I'm willing to forgive myself for spending all that money. I'm willing to forgive myself for spending all that money. Yeah, nice deep breath. That one's got a little more of a charge. 
I try not to go too deep when I'm recording, but <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I'm willing to forgive myself for spending that money. Yeah, that's a little better. Nice deep breath. Because ultimately that's what it comes down to. I'm willing to forgive myself for spending all that money. Yeah. Probably just one more on that will get it. I'm willing to forgive myself for spending all that money. Bam. Feel the difference? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. You can actually feel that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been working with energy for like 26 years now. I'm totally, I can feel it. <laughs> I love amazing. it. It is wacky, right? <laughs> it still, it still feels pretty wacky to me and I love it. So now just to double check, I want to go to the opposite statement. And these statements are not like law of attraction kind of work where we're trying to put something in with an affirmation. It's about clearing the charge. So sometimes we have a charge on both the quote unquote positive and negative and the negative side. Mm-hmm. So I want you to say, I'm willing to not forgive myself for having spent all that money. I'm willing to not forgive myself for spending all that money. Nice deep breath. We probably just need just one more. There's only a little bit on that. I'm willing to not forgive myself for spending all that money. Yeah. Nice deep breath. Just clear that, right? So what happens is that when you have charge on both sides, when you have a disruption in your system on, you know, having it or not having it, then it's always in conflict. So even if we clear one side, if the other side isn't clear, it'll end up creating that conflict again. So by clearing both sides, now we're left with choice. You have, in this statement, you have the choice of whether you're going to forgive yourself or not. And obviously, it's going to feel better for you. And you know the process of forgiveness work because I know how much work you've done. Mm -hmm. You know the value of that. So you're going to be like, well, of course I'm going to forgive myself. It's Mm -hmm. money. But when we have a charge on both sides, then there's still that sticky piece that comes along and says, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should. I don't know if I can. Maybe I want, you know, maybe I'm going to get into debt again. If I, if I don't, you know, if I do forgive myself, I'm just going to create the same mess. There's all these little things. And that's what, what kind of pops up as you say the statement is whatever those judgment pieces are for you come up. And then by intending to release them, we get the ability to move them out of our system. What I'm, Picking up on through what you're saying is, are, like, are you saying that it's about allowing both sides to exist and continue moving because they, they do exist? It, um, yes, you do have both sides existing and moving. What we're doing is we're releasing the need to resist either side. So it's very much in lines with what you do with becoming ego-free, right? We're, we're removing the need to fight against or hold in place either side. Excellent. Yeah. And so when you stop biting, then your natural, you know, who you are at the core moves forward. So that's the, the big thing. I've had, I had somebody say, um, it takes, the process ends up taking her from uh, into productivity out of, and she had a great word for it. Shoot. I should have looked that up, but like not procrastination, but um, oh, paralysis. So out of paralysis into productivity. Yeah. Because just simply by removing the charge on either side, it's very, very cool. So it's not forcing you to do it. It's not forcing you to step into anything. We're just taking the charge out and then naturally who you are at the core 
can show up and say, okay, what's in my best interest? Wow, that's amazing. It is pretty amazing. I, I'm loving this. This is absolutely fascinating. I've, I've recently tweaked things so that the, the clearing process is easier for everyone. The way I used to do it worked for like a segment of the population, but now I've actually, this works no matter who you are or where you are, mm-hmm. which is it, fantastic. It feels really good. It feels like if I had to describe how I feel right now, it feels peaceful. It's, I may describe things a little bit differently than some, but it, I do believe that, you know, the opposing sides always exist mm-hmm. and we just attach ourselves to it. Right. Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. We're just one, but the other is always there. And that's part of living ego-free as well, like you said, but it does feel good to see that from the perspective that you are explaining to me because it feels it feels kind of like fresh energy, like fresh air. Yeah. That's the, like, I can imagine opening a window and there's fresh air. I love not it. Too warm, not too cold, just enough of a breeze that it barely moves my hair. And it's, it's mm. refreshing. Thank you. That is beautiful. I love that description. Oh, call me an author. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, okay. So let's look at one more little piece around these coaches and, um, and let's try the statement. I'm willing to forgive the coaches who gave me bad advice. I'm willing to forgive the coaches that gave me bad advice. Nice deep breath. I'm willing to forgive the coaches that gave me bad advice. It's moving. Nice deep breath. Oh. <sighs> Sometimes um, when it's really sticky, <laughs> you just like, uh. <laughs> yeah. I'm willing to forgive the coaches that gave me that. Advice. Oh, that's much better. Nice deep breath. We'll just do one more on that. I think that'll get it. I'm willing to forgive the coaches that gave me that advice. Yeah. So that just, what I just felt with you was that it's like, there's another aspect that it just pulled on. It's a new thread. So if you have an awareness of what that where that went, let me know. But if not, I just want to acknowledge that it was like it was moving, it was moving, and then all of a sudden it's like it went and grabbed something else. It's funny you should say that because the last time I said that I'm willing to forgive the mm-hmm. coaches that gave me bad advice, right at the end of it, the last couple of words, I could picture one of these coaches and I can say, as much as I'm about letting go, I'm still human, I guess. But I heard in my my head, I heard, but that means you need to let go. And there was a bit of a fear there. Cool. Okay. Well, so, I don't know. Cool is a good word. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I love this stuff. I get all juiced up about it. It's like, oh, I could do this all day. So the that piece, I'm just going to like shelve that for a minute. And we may get to it and we may not, but... I just, I want to acknowledge it for the moment, but I want to, first of all, go to the statement of, I'm willing to not forgive the coaches who gave me bad advice. I'm willing to not forgive the coaches that gave me bad advice. Yeah. Nice deep breath. I'm willing to not forgive the coaches that gave me bad advice. One more time. I'm willing to not forgive the coaches that gave me bad advice. Nice deep breath on that. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, again, I just want to explain this for the listener that 
when, when we have the judgments about, you know, doing it or not doing it right in this case, not that, you know, maybe there's a piece of like, I don't want to forgive them because that makes them right or it makes it okay. Or, you know, then I'll fall prey again, right? It pulls on all these different things. And that's, you know, that's the disruption that's getting stirred up that we're moving out whatever it is, right? I'm just, you know, pulling stuff out of my ass, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Although a lot of what I say is intuitive. So <laughs> that's where that comes from. Um, so I want to check in with, let's go back to the first statement. So I'm willing to forgive the coaches that gave me bad advice. And let's see if that's changed now. I'm willing to forgive the coaches that gave me bad advice. Yeah. Now that's clear. I'm willing to forgive the coaches that gave me bad advice. Boom. Now that's even clearer. Love that. So that's the point. So if you're going through this on your own, that energy, that feel where it's really, really clear, that's what you want to get to. And, you know, if there's other little pieces where, you know, like what we identified that there's this, this other piece that came up and that it's not safe, then we would dive in and explore that as well. But, you know, it's a half hour show. So <laughs> and, and then, you know, I'm just curious because I did want to kind of poke around and I know you had expressed some hesitancy because you wanted to really challenge me on these ideas, but I want to bounce around the piece about pricing with your membership program. So give the listener just a quick rundown. So you've got a membership program that gives people what and for what price. In the membership program, there's ongoing videos that are posted. They're not live, but they're posted and there's interviews. In fact, you did an interview with me as well with other coaches, other people that are just show up in my life somehow, even virtually. Um, And they present where they can see the nicer perspective of life, you know, the more pleasant, peaceful side of life. Yeah. So just keep it brief. Right. So. And so I also do a live group chat once a week and Mm -hmm. it uh, is for about an hour and that is put onto the website as well. Membership in beta testing was only $9. The pricing will go up. I know that you and I have some real (laughs) about what that might look like, but yes, yes. And you know, I just thought it was really valuable to, to have the, the conversation because Pricing is probably one of the biggest sticking points for all new coaches, all new business people, and even for people as they up level, you know, there's that resistance to taking the pricing up because there's a fear that you're going to lose. There's the fear that, you know, it's not going to be enough or I couldn't possibly do that to people. And I know in your case, you've identified that a lot of the people in your membership really struggle even at the, you know, the low price point. And so there's a fear of not being able to serve the people who you want to serve. That's correct. So, and I had proposed to you about putting the price up and then gifting the membership or even having a sliding scale to people who can't, who truly can't afford it, but putting that price up so that you can actually afford to run the membership. I like the sliding scale idea. And and I remember you talking about doing the, um, like a free membership like a, men- a mentorship or a, I can't even think of the right word but the idea is a sponsored spot yeah who can't afford it yeah 
That's right. And and then you know when we talked again, you like each time we've talked about this pricing thing, there's been there's been this lovely little wall about charging. So what I want to do is I want to do this process and just kind of clear off about the pricing, mm-hmm. and then and then let's revisit it and see how you feel about it and whether this pricing needs to change, because just before I do that, I want to just explain that, you know, for people who are looking at a membership, you know, they look at these pe- these players out in the field that have huge lists and they, you know, could, are able to put a thousand people into their membership and it looks fantastic. Oh, I can put a thousand people. I only need, need to charge $20 and that'll get me, you know, X amount of dollars. I can't do the math real quick <laughs> in our, in each month and they're coming in each month. And there isn't the awareness that a membership requires you to be constantly putting people in because the reality is people cycle through every 90 days. So every 90 days you need a new group of people. And so you need to look at, you know, what does that cost you for um, marketing? What does it cost you to maintain it? How much time does it take for you to, to maintain it? How much time does it take for you to troubleshoot? The lower the price, I can guarantee the lower the price, the more people who can't find their freaking login. Right. They don't know how to log in. How do I do this? You know, I I don't know how many people I was like, they don't know how to click on a Zoom link to open the Zoom. I mean, all you have to do is click on the link. It's super easy. The lower the price point, the more of those issues, which means that you need to have people in place to manage it. And maybe you've been lucky with having a smaller group, you don't have those issues. But if you try to grow even to, you know, 50 people or 100 people, I guarantee you're going to have administrative issues. And this was why I was really nudging you to say, like, let's get that price up there so that you can, it's worthwhile so that there's that all those factors are taken into place because it's not okay in my mind. It's not okay for you to say, it's just my time. I'm sorry. It's your time. The most valuable asset that you have. It's the non-replenishable asset. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is some of the challenge that in with a membership where most people go wrong, and I have done it too. I totally have. I'm going to own that. In that it's a much bigger beast than you think it is. And making it work at a low price point requires you to have a lot of people, which means you have, need to have a lot of people that you are accessing. So that's a container for everyone listening. (laughs) And it's not to say don't do memberships. It's just, we need to think about doing it strategically in a way that makes sense in a way that actually makes you money. Okay. So what I want you to say is I'm willing to charge good money for my membership. I'm willing to charge good money for my membership. Nice deep breath. I'm willing to charge good money for my membership. Good. And one more time. I'm willing to charge good money for my membership. There's still some little sticky pieces. So let's try the opposite. I'm willing to not charge good money for my membership. I'm willing to not charge good money for my membership. Yeah. See, that's a little less. There's not as much on that. So just one more on that. I'm willing to not charge good money for my membership. Okay. So we still have some, some pieces on there. So what's the price point? Let's try an exact amount. What's the price point that you're most resistant to? Well, I think the last time that we talked, you mentioned a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I know when we got on the call, you were like, I'm not charging a hundred dollars. I love you. I'm like, yeah, okay. So, so let's try it. I'm willing to charge a hundred dollars for my membership. I'm willing to charge a hundred dollars for my membership. It's not quite getting it. So what is it? Where's the real resistance to charging that? I don't know because of everything else that I do and the teaching, the coaching, the retreats, everything like that. I have no issues whatsoever charging, mm-hmm. you know, as you say, good money. There's just something about this. It's to me like sitting with a bunch of people and having a cup of tea and chatting. And it just feels so inappropriate to me to charge a hundred dollars to sit down and have tea with me. It really does. Now, there, you say that you know you're picking my brain and things like that. Kind of, it's not the same as coaching. Although I guess you can say that that it looks like coaching, but the the live chats and what have you, it's it's. No, I'm not. I'm just reverberating. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm like recycling a lot of the material that we've already been through. A lot of the material that's in the program that I offer, things like that. And these are, these are all priced fairly well and will someday again be more as, as, as Lee Burton grows. But I don't know what it is about the membership. I just can't seem to get past that block. And <laughs> I don't know, maybe we need a part two. Who knows? <laughs> we might need a part two. Um, let me see. What else is there we can look at? Let's try changing up the statement and say, I'm allowed to charge $100 for my membership. I'm allowed to charge $100 for my membership. Yeah, that's got more of the charge. Nice deep breath. I'm allowed to charge $100 for my membership. That's moving now. There we go. One more time. I'm allowed to charge $100 for my membership. Okay. So you may want to work with that a little bit more. Let's go to the not statement. I'm allowed to not charge $100 for my membership. I'm allowed to not charge $100 for my membership. Okay. One more time on that. I'm allowed to not charge $100 for my membership. Yeah, that's clear now. So let's try that. I'm allowed to charge $100 for my membership. I'm allowed to charge $100 for my membership. Okay. So it's much better. And there's probably still some other little threads and nigglies in there, but it's interesting how the difference between I'm willing to and I'm allowed to, the allowed to was kind of the the sticky point for you. So somewhere in there is some sort of um, oath or vow, or you've made some sort of commitment. and, And so that's kind of like sticking you from being able to do what you need to do in your business or, you know, or, or not. But, you know, I want you to choose it out of a space of no resistance either side and really looking at it and saying, this is what's best for my business as opposed to, no, I just can't. <laughs> like we, we first started talking about this. There was so much 
fight with you, right? You were like, no, Dana, I'm like, I get you. I understand you, but no way. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. And and it's an ongoing thing with us. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. And, but that's why I wanted to bring this on to the podcast because you're not alone. Like, this is the thing that I get pushback the most from people is when I say, you know, let's look at what are you actually needing to make from this to make it work in your business? You know, if you want to just do it as charity work, then don't charge anything for it. Like, and then there's no expectation. If you, if you don't make it out there, you don't make it out there. But the minute that you're, you know, utilizing your time and your systems, I think it's good to be looking at, you know, what, you know, what do you need to be charging for your time for the company to make the money that it needs to make? And it kind of like separates those two pieces. And I know it sounds kind of cold, but if you were a corporation, you had employees, typically what you pay your employees, so if you pay your employees, say $30 an hour, then you need to make three times that in order to be able to cover all the costs of running the business and having the employee and getting profit. Mm -hmm. And so this is the thing that I think that most solopreneurs skip over is they don't think of themselves in terms of like, am I running this as a company? Am I running this as something that can grow? And so if you have an employee and they're not being paid, how long is the employee going to stay? Exactly. exactly. Right. So, you know, at some point, there's a, there's a chance that you will resent what you're doing because you're not being paid for it. Maybe not. Maybe it becomes, you know, a, you know, a charity piece, like I said. but for most people, this is where they fail in memberships is that it just becomes that, um, it becomes that soul sucking piece that's not paying them. And, you know, they could be working with a one-to-one client and making more money. And it's not all about the money, but we are in business and we do need to be profitable, period. That's fair. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So how does it feel now when you think about the membership pricing? Where are you sitting with it? I feel comfortable. Well, I did feel comfortable before we started the call. I'm looking at evaluating a better price. I have no issues. I feel more comfortable with it. I have no issues at looking at that, what that looks like at this point. I don't feel comfortable making a commitment to, but I oh, do know no. that it has to be looked at. And that I'm very comfortable with. Good. That, that's a huge achievement as well. That is. That is. There's mm-hmm. way less of the um, wall going up with, <laughs> with this. And now, you know, with the wall down, now you can actually step back and, and evaluate that in a, in a different light. Right. Perfect. Yay. I look forward to seeing how this turns out. Me too. You'll have to let us know and keep me updated. I will. So Lee, I so appreciate you coming on the call and being completely transparent, vulnerable, and willing to shift and change. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. That was a really great exercise. Good. And then if you want to just leave the listeners with um, a website where they can find you. Well, it would be LeeBurton.com. LeeBurton.com. That's it. That's all. Super simple. (laughs) I love it. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to tell your friends about it. And if you're ready to own your inner dominatrix, then hop over to my website, 
innerdominatrix.com and let's have a conversation to get you rocking your bold, sexy, fun-filled life.